go time. The beer of choice is going to be uh, Barreled Aged Stouts. Favorite album? Ay, ay, ay. It's probably going to be throwback a little bit. The Carter One. Go-to dish is going to be lasagna. I'd like to tell you something. Beats and Easter podcast, the podcast you love to love is back. Another episode, another week, or another week, another episode. Regardless, I am your host, Ohad Ed. I'm getting used to saying that. Um, Dan reminds me all the time. You don't introduce yourself. It's like, yeah, you're right. I don't. But that's who I am. Uh, this is a podcast where I sit down with a guest, always special, always interesting, always good at what they do, and we talk about beer, music, and food. But before we de- we do that, we get to know the guest. This guest is a little different because he's been here before. And we were trying to do the math on how long ago he sat down with me. And roughly, I think we we're about a year. So I'm sure things have changed. Just, shy, just shy of a year. Just shy of a year. So 20 days. <laughs> look at that, man. You couldn't have planned it better. Right. And we had no idea going into like yeah. us like trying to lock down a day that that's how close it was. We should have played lotto. Maybe we would have <laughs> yeah, hit them. Right? Yeah, for real. Fucking billionaires out here. Uh, quit my job and just do podcasting. Speaking of not quitting your job, but well, before we get into it, man, I I got I got one of the minds behind the savage life, the one life, the craft life. He's just full of life. <laughs> Sam Fanoa, welcome back, my son. Should I say welcome back, my man? <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> What's going oh, on, Sam? Man. What's going on, my man? Uh, we're, we're here, man. We're trying. Yeah. We're doing, um, staying active, uh, trying to make the most of our time. Oh, absolutely. We're back, as always, at the House of Yeasty, recording an Yeasty. episode. For those who don't know, Yeasty Bruce, 3944 Northwest 19th Street, Lauder Hill. We're still in effect with the uh, Seltzer Saturdays, $5 seltzers and, uh, and wine specials. Mm-hmm. For those non-beer drinkers in your life, bring them out here. Show them, show them the, uh, the the ambiance, the area, the vibe. And um, also, they got uh, August twenty eighth. I got I gotta get this in as well. You missed out. You missed out on getting your tickets for the the cookie pairing. Those are sold out. Don't even bother. But you can still make the cheesecake and beer pairing. Mm. All right, August twenty eighth, beer and cheesecake cake. Cheesecake. Man, I, cheesecake. I just started talking. I haven't even drank yet, and I can't get these words out. Uh, it's a slice of cheesecake and a pint of beer, and uh, it's $20. Uh, Yeasty-infused Yeasty cheesecake. Yeasty-infused cheesecake. That's going to be wonderful. Yeah. If anybody knows Cheesy. Uh, I don't know who that is. It's Dan. That's Dan. <laughs> cheesy. Dan. That's why we get along so well, because he gets my jokes. Damn. Cheesy jokes? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Um <laughs> Yo, shouts to the uh, shouts to the sponsors. Um, of course, you know we record at Yeasties, uh, Beard Brews and Food. Uh, who couldn't make it out today, but yeah, shouts to you, Lewis. Uh, we also have Lady G with the G Juice Remedies for all your um, for getting your, getting your body right. 
you know, whether it's hangover remedies, whether it's um, uh, morning energy, fat loss, morning energy, got that sea moss in different flavors. Um, check her out, uh, G Juice Remedies, and also the Mama Juana King. Uh, shouts, shouts to all involved in sponsoring the episodes, the podcast. And um, yeah, check them out. The show notes, you look down below and you'll see all the Instagrams. Follow them and you'll get all the information there. Sam, what, what's what's new, man? I know it's almost a year. Um, you're no longer... Yeah, officially retired. You've embarked into the retirement life, which I I am in, in awe, man. I, I'm waiting to get there. I can't wait. I can't wait there. Um, so how's that been? Let's start there. Um, it's been fun, man. It's been a wild ride. Um, when uh, me and my partner, Rachel, decide to retire from the PD, um, you know, it was just a hard feeling. Um, being a cop, a lot of responsibilities for the past four years. Um, me and Rachel were heavily involved in the community and, um, it was just an amazing experience, you know, like, um, being a cop, being involved in a community, there's just a, a, a feeling that you, you know what I'm saying? Like you just don't understand. It's like such a great feeling, rewarding feeling. Mm. Um, you know, kind of, we had a, a really great task, especially, you know, during, um, Joy Floyd, um, situation and stuff like that. We, mm. you know, try to humanize the badge. Um, you know, there, at the time it was really tough for cops, um, you know, create that relationship with the community. And I think me and Rachel did a really solid job. Um, we actually went out to a couple of protests and, um, you know, sat with the people, talked to people, love on them, hug on them. You know what I'm saying? Just, it was a very painful time for a lot of our community. So, and mm. plus it was COVID and stuff like that. So just a, a very uh, peculiar time. And um, yeah, I just miss it. Um, but, um, I wanted to open up a brewery and, um, that was kind of the goal. So the situation presented itself and, um, you know, we went ahead and go ahead and put in the retirement paperwork. Nice. So full time now <laughs> I left my, you know, my comfort job as a police officer and, um, started up a marketing company kind of to keep the lights on, pay the bills. Okay. And, um, we're trying to embark on opening up our brewery. So Shit, that is excellent. That is excellent. Um, yeah. Cause I've seen you, I've seen you working. Despite the fact that you're now retired, <laughs> even more difficult to get a hold of now. Yeah, man. This uh, I turned in, um, you know, the nine to five. Well, technically nine to five, but um, and now I'm working twelve hours a day. You know, mm. up at seven o'clock if there's a fire to put out, you got to do it. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, retirement yeah. life is uh, a lot harder than <laughs> regular life. <so>. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, listen, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it if it means that it's like I got to plan things around, or everything that I'm doing is working towards my you know what i want to do then i'll take the 12 hours uh, 12 hour days yeah for sure you know for sure. um and i say because i've seen you where i've seen you working because uh if you're not snapping pictures at yeasty to help promote them um or if you're not helping tarpon river with their uh anniversary so i know you're busy yeah. I, like, we, I we we bumped into each other in spots and you, i've been in a partying capacity and you've been in a working capacity i'm like ah come on can we get our can we get our shit together yeah, like sure. just have a beer just chill <laughs> now it's kind of a hybrid situation so you work and you play hard after so it's true it's true <laughs> yeah that makes sense that makes sense um speaking of, of more work and we're going to get to it um even though sam's been on the show before that doesn't mean we're not going to follow the rules here we're going to get into some beer we're gonna get into some music talk and some food talk again but another thing you've been doing um is collabs mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of collabs and you've collabed with people from from people who have full-size breweries to people who brew at their home for sure and, and you've done a little bit of everything um uh your first collab after you retired was that the unbranded one 
So we haven't done a collab with Unbranded yet. Um, technically, right now, everything that I'm doing on Unbranded is under Savage Life, and that's like a commercial oh, okay. thing. Gotcha. So it's kind of Gypsy slash Contract Brewing. Um, okay. They're doing the brewing. I'm there in the brew house. You know, basically, it's like a collab, but um, it's under our own brand. So. so there's a difference. Okay, got you. Yeah, it's okay. a, a little bit different because um, it's my recipe, um, my labeling, and I'm you know in charge of distribution and getting the beer out there and okay. into y'all's hands so you can enjoy it. Nice. I, yeah, I um. Male, male to male, female, female. female exactly. Male. Yeah, behind the <laughs> scenes. I'm, I'm just glad that this wasn't being filmed. Because uh, as we're talking here, I, I am setting up Dan with his own uh, speaking device and listening device. Because he's going to jump in on the on the bruise segment. For sure, for sure. Where was I? See, the, you know what? Male to male, female to female. <laughs> yeah, it kind of threw, threw you off. threw me all off. There was, there was a very pivotal question I was going to ask. Um, so you want to talk about collab. So, like, my whole thing right now is kind of trying to get the brand out there. I'm um, trying to get reps um, with different brew house, um, different techniques. You know, I learned tremendously from Dan. Um, Dan actually really helped um, with my collab with Odd Breed and my recipe formulation. So shout okay. out to Dan for that. You know, there was a lot of things that I wasn't thinking when you're scaling up. Um, you know, mm. we're, we're used to doing five gallon batches. So when you start scaling up from five gallons over, the numbers don't just make sense. You doesn't double the numbers. You know, you have to think about how much roastiness you're going to add. If you add too much, you know, then you're going to destroy the beer. So there's a lot of things I wasn't thinking. Um, gotcha. And, you know, Dan put me on game. So Word. shout out to you, homie. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's yeah, you're you're, uh, you're kind of like you don't have to learn. You can learn by somebody else's mistakes or somebody else's knowledge. Like you didn't have to bump uh, your head across that. hundred percent. So you now you could. Yeah, so with so, the transition. And it's really cool because I've brewed, so my recipe has expanded, went to five barrel to, well, went to one barrel. Me and Davey did one uh, uh, collab last year. Okay. Um, that was a one barrel batch, and then we scaled it up. Um, the biggest batch that we have done so far is a five barrel batch. Um, the tank is coming up, I think, probably two weeks. Okay. And we're going to take that same recipe and do a seven barrel batch. So just really cool to see how they increase the batch size, um, how they brew. Um, you pick up techniques, you know, mass temperature. Like, what are they doing? Like, like that the big dogs are doing to really get that beer to be where it needs to be. Mm. And you learn all those tricks and wow. things through collab. So I'm just super humbled and grateful that I had the opportunity to even sit foot with these guys to learn yeah. what they're doing and also have my recipe, like to showcase my recipe. Um, it's just awesome. So I did a, a barley wine with um, Dangerous Minds, okay. and uh, I built that recipe. Um, we scaled it up together. Um, I picked the yeast, you know, I it just the whole brewing situation. I went through the whole thing and I'm um, just happy for that opportunity to actually do that. Be on their uh, brew day, see the, the issues that you may have. Um, it's just, you know, just grateful to have the sure. opportunity. Yeah. And and uh, to, to piggyback off of Dangerous Minds, from what I'm here, they're very scientifical. Yeah. They're it's like they have scientific backgrounds like. Oh, the dudes, yeah, they're I mean, they're amazing dudes. Um, yeah. So it's, it's yeah. So it's just. Well, like, I think every every brewery is scientific yeah. right at one point. Yeah, I okay. mean, I, I mean, Dan to, to you know orchestrated to everyone out here. They are smart. Some smart yeah, yeah. guys. Definitely some scientists right okay. there. So sure. working in the lab. Working in the lab. <laughs> no, what's crazy is that this guy over here, Dan. <laughs> Uh, when he does like recipes, he can do this calculation in his head. I'm like, yo, bro, I need to pull up Brewer's friend and pull up the calculation. He's like, yeah. bro, you don't need that. You can just do one pie time times. I'm like, yeah. that's you. <laughs> I can't even do. Dan's that. got the formulas. I don't. Dan, Dan's got the formulas. I think we should just keep complimenting him yeah, since he can't talk into a mic yet. Let's just <laughs> and see how see how much he blushes. <laughs> no man, definitely. I was gonna get so, um, you, you you hooked up with 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 friends of the show. 
uh, damn near family as well as Dan is uh, Twin Flame. Oh yeah, and you you got together with them mm-hmm. and you brought Cam along For sure. with with the, with the brew with them. What's uh, what did you guys work on and when can we see that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I thought we were gonna barrel some of it, um, but yeah, I actually took my recipe um, and we brewed it at their house. I showed them a different technique that I've been learning. Okay, um, and hopefully you know they can take that on and kind of grow that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we did the the basic stout recipe that we've been doing and it for me, I know it's going to be great. Um just waiting to see what they're going to do with it. Okay. So I'm trying to convince them to bring it to North Miami Brewfest. So if you guys are going to North Miami Brewfest, definitely we'll be able to sample some of that. Nice. And that's uh that's mid-September, if I'm I think not it's mistaken. November. Oh, is it November? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't yeah. know the date top of my head. But. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll look up the information. <laughs> well, that gives you enough time to, to put it together. I'll, going back to creating the bat five, uh, uh, five was it a five barrel batch, seven barrel? How much how much do you yield from a barrel? As far as like for anybody who might want to know how how much beer you can get out of a barrel. So technically, so if you do like a one barrel batch, um, you're probably going to yield. Um, so lies at at Orchestrated Minds, we did a double batch of a one-barrel batch, mm-hmm. so we made sure we got enough efficiency when we were going into the boil kettle to yield one barrel into into the fermenter. So technically, like, if you brew a one-barrel batch, you can probably yield, um, think about one barrel is about 31 U.S. gallons. At a loss, you're looking at, like, 25, um, probably about 25 to 20 gallons of beer. Oh, wow. Okay. So... Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. And then you figure that's gallons, and then mm-hmm. we're typically talking about we're canning what uh, uh, 16, sixteen ounces. Yeah. So sixteen ounces. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a good little bit of beer. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good, it's a good amount. Yeah. So we were able to fill um, through that batch one hundred and fifty-seven. Uh, 50 ml bottles mm. and um yeah we sold out the same day so that was the iced out that was iced out, yes. iced out. okay yes yes that was we've, we've talked about that before on the pi- the podcast when you were last here yeah. um yeah man that's that's a great that i imagine that's a great feeling oh it's for sure the same day it takes yeah. off and and it's a and it's a combination um of what orchestrated is already doing for sure and then you brought together yeah it's 100 percent collaboration i mean we we switched out a couple of things we added things um into that um, but yeah, at the end of the day, man, it's orchestrated minds beer that really kind of uh, led the way on that. So mm, yeah, he took the, he took the recipe and went to a different gotcha, level. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I, I'll say it before I said it last time we talked, and I'll say it again for those who are maybe getting to know you the first time for the first time. Um, that was definitely one of those stouts that didn't give you didn't give me per se that heavy stout feeling. Mm. Um, and and I remember it, and I don't know if maybe it's just kind of like a, a a mind trick, like a Jedi mind trick, where it's like the bottle was so nicely done, yeah. And it's not you, you're not pouring it, you know, a stout out of a out of your typical beer container, whether it's a you know the bottle, like a regular tall bottle For that sure. you get from like Goose Island or or even a, a 16 ounce you know mm-hmm. uh, can. So I, maybe that the fact that I'm you know I'm t- I'm drinking this out of this nice ass bottle handcrafted <laughs> and it gave you more of a liquor feel than it did like a stout feel. For sure and that's what it was like inspired, you know, I, I'm a huge uh, whiskey drinker so if I was able to do a stout with Davey, you know, it was like hey, let's do a, a non-carbonated stout. Mm-hmm. Um, put it in a really cool bottle and um, let folks taste it. Taste and it was, you know, no adjuncts used in there and it was just grain to grain to bottle so nice yep. definitely also that was a, a pivotal part of that 
that event was the um, the initiative that you taken on for human trafficking. For human trafficking. Yeah, it's it's a crazy path. So um, in 2019, I don't know if we spoke about this last time. We might have touched on it a little bit. So I decided to create this um, this movement called the One Life. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, Sam, you you have all these lives: the craft life, the One Life, Savage Life." Um, but currently, where we're moving into our brewery is going to be Savage Life is a combination of both the One Life and the craft life. So the One Life started off in 2019, and I wanted to really impact folks and um, have them live their best life. And I was like, how can I do so? And I was like, all right, well, shirts and advertising and doing really cool things is great, but I wanted to do something more with the money. Um, at that time, I was a police officer, so I really didn't care about making profit for this. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do was um, take all the forms from there and donate it to a cause that was bigger than just us living our best life. Um, so what we did in 2019, um, we teamed up with a non-for-profit out of, I want to say Utah, but I'm not, I totally forgot. Um, but it's called uh, Water is Life. And I reached out to Ken Surrett, who is the founder and co-owner of uh, Water is Life. And this guy's amazing, man. He travels around the world and he just basically tries to help people get water. Um, okay. There's a lot of areas, rural areas in the world, they don't have water and people are dying because they don't have water. So his job is to basically find ways to tap into the ground get these people clean water or provide them clean water resources. So we teamed up and um, I kind of pitched them my idea because at this time it was like just an idea. And I said, hey, I want to create these really cool shirts and these really cool like, um, you know, books and all these cool things that people can like elevate their life and try to help them live their best life. But on top of that, I want to donate 100% of the, the proceeds of the sales towards a mission of, you know, freeing the world of water crisis. And he was like, all right, where do you want to go? And I was like, well, let's go to Flint, Michigan. He was like, oh, well, it's really hard because of the government and stuff like that. We can't really drill and create you mm, know, yeah, a yeah. well of water and stuff like that. It's not, yeah. it's kind of regulated. So he was like, is there any place outside of the United States? And I was like, well, you know, um, I went to a, uh, I went to feed the um, different orphanages in 2016 with my church. So I was like, let me go back to Haiti. Um, I have a couple of um, connections there with uh, Mission for Hope Haiti. And I was like, let's reach out to them and see if they're in- into teaming up with us. And um, a week later, I reached out to them. And um, Ken was like, all right, so great. Let me see these shirts. I was like, I don't have any shirts. I never even created the shirts yet. I, this is just an idea. And he was like, all right. He was <laughs> like, all right, once you get the shirts and everything, a website and everything ready to rock and roll, send it to me and, and we can talk from there. Yeah. Legitly, like 24 hours later, I had um, the website up. The shirts were made. Oh, well, they were being made and they're being sent. I got a couple of the shirts. I sent it to him. So two weeks later, he was like, I'm on board. He was like, let's see where this goes. Um, so my one of my good friends, Michelle, who owns a fitness gym, was like, hey, let's team up, do a like a like kind of a liftoff event. Like this is going to be a showcase event. Yeah. So I told Ken, hey, it's like a month later. I was like, hey, we're going to start this big event. We're going to talk about this. We're going to, you know, all the proceeds are going to go towards um, Water is Life in in retrospect to help the, the people in Haiti. Um, and we were able to select a small rural area in Haiti and you know fast forward we were able to support um, 450 families with water research so a year we kind of did these different events with different local businesses our last event was at Bang and Banjos which is Pompano Beach Brewing and we called it home again um, because we revolved it around the stout that they had that I I freaking loved Mm. Um, so yeah we teamed up with different businesses and we were able to raise this money Um, so in about six short months we were able to raise twelve thousand dollars and that went directly towards um, Water is Life, and they use that money to um, purchase, uh, well, they have all these clean water resources, which they brought to Haiti, and okay. yeah, it, was, it was really good. Damn, that's excellent. That's 450 excellent. families were now that's, able to have clean water. Yeah. And the thing with Haiti, um, the town that we picked, 
people were drinking water the same places the animals were drinking. So kids would skip school and go like go get buckets early in the morning and stand <laughs> under this trickling pipes of water. And you see, like, I have videos of the cows and horses drinking out of that same area that they're drinking out of. Wow. So in that same town, there were, like, I want to say 8 to 12 deaths a, uh, a month based off of waterborne illnesses. Wow. So, yeah, it was really exciting to help them out to actually filter the water and clean their water yeah. because there were certain things that they were getting in their water that was causing kids and adults to get sick. That's something else. So towards, towards at the end of our mission, um, I had a, a, a stack team. I probably had like eight people who basically jumped on board and helped me with this and helped organize and get the word out there and help with sales and all this. Um, Michelle, um, Paul, Amelin, and then, you know, Samantha was on board and all this. Um, at the end of this, we were like, we need a product. We need a product because it's great to sell merchandise and it's great to sell like these, you know, these books and stuff like that, but we need a product. So I actually started, um, and, um, tinkering around with, uh, mushroom, uh, is mu- mushroom water. So basically uh, there's this company called Mudwater out of uh, California and basically, um, this mushroom powder you put in there and it gives you energy and all these things. Oh. I was like, oh. Water is life. This kind of kind of blends. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I reached out to fifty one fifty chocolates. Um, my, my dude Tyler over there, and I was like, "Hey, I know you're a mad scientist. Like, can we get these mushrooms together and kind of create this this mud water type thing and kind of motivate people to buy this and the profits go to this?" So we 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 take around with formulas and nobody was really happy with the the mushroom water. No. <laughs> so that kind, <laughs> kind of failed. Um, but on the same token, I, you know, I've been home brewing and stuff, and I just never thought that. Um, combining those two till after I did my event at Bang and Banjos and I was like I should combine these two and actually create something that's bigger than this you know you can because basically the beer community is all around good people getting together and just Mm -hmm. like circling the table and having a good time yeah and talking about things and I think that the one life is about that creating that conversation and while you're creating that conversation every pint that you're drinking is going towards yeah going towards a good cause so that and that reminds me of what yeasty does as well they do a once every month they have uh the homebrew series the hot the spotlight and then they'll bring in somebody prior to that they'll brew a beer and then they'll have their opportunity i think uh i think the homegirl missy is is hers her turn is coming pretty soon so so yeah it was number four yeah oh you were at the fourth okay nice what Wow, so four, we're already at 15 and, and more to come for, for sure. sure. Yeah, That's that was, excellent. That was a great opportunity because um, uh, we actually did our um, our hazy IPA here. And obviously with Dan's work, help and things like that kind of made it a, a better beer. Um, he still says that we should brew it, but, you know, <laughs> I let the professionals handle the IPAs. I'll do the stouts and the, there the other go. stuff. So. There we go. Well, I'm glad you said uh, professional because this was the most professional part of the podcast was this, this intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got all the, the professional business out the way. Um, you want to let them know where they could find you, where they oh, could for sure. and I'm get just gonna involved. Tie the last knot. So The yeah. Craft Life basically was my homebrew name. Um, we actually wanted to go with a brewing name, The Craft Life Brewing. Um, but there's a company out of Hudson, Florida, who has been around for a long time and creates really great beers called The Craft Life, common spelling and L-I-F-E. Um, and it, what really is cool is that I reached out to them and um, we're going to set up a, uh, a collab. So that's going to oh, be really cool with the history of, you know, me charting do the craft life and the whole one life situation. So, yeah, so the one life and the craft life blended to be Savage Life Beer Company. You can find us on Instagram and Savage Life Beer Co. And as well as uh, Facebook and our website is uh, SavageLifeBeerCo.com. Learn. My people, there's a lot more to come. 
<laughs> and there's gonna be a third voice added to this for sure. I mean, yeah, y'all get ready, man. <laughs> this is gonna get interesting. Y'all know what it is. It's Bruce Beast and he's the podcast. Bruce Beats and East the Podcast, and we have reached uh, the bruise portion of the podcast. Um, this is where we talk I, about beer. We talk about beer. <laughs> yes, in a nutshell. Yes. Uh, we've done this before. We're doing it again. It's not changing. Sam is back. We've added a third voice into the fray. I am your father. <laughs> all right for all my uh star wars fans out there this is gonna get interesting uh that that's dan dan from yeasty what's up guys one half of the the yeasty duo uh shouts to danielle and um yeah man um shit has been a minute since you've been on the damn podcast now you all you you hop in and hop out yeah, every yeah. time i walk up to the table there you go you might hear a voice you might background. you might yes so before we get into a lot of gelato this <laughs> let's get yeah yeah inside joke for those of you who tuned into we'll the episode the yeah we'll save that for the eats um we'll bring that story back yay <laughs> um we'll get into uh we'll get into that but before we get into these beers we gotta mention the uh the beer pong tournament that's mm-hmm. happening if i Remember correctly, I go back to my notes. Um, September 10th at Craft Beer Cellar. Yes, sir. Yourself. Yep. Beard, Brews, and Food mm-hmm. and Craft Beer Cellar are putting together the second round of the Tournament of Champions, is it? Yeah, Tournaments of Champions. Yeah, man. It's a really epic time. Good ping pong tournament. And um, we're going to be providing the beer. Um, we're going to be doing a Pilsner. It's not going to be barrel age it's gonna, or food or age. It's just going to be the straight pilsner so okay folks enjoy it and um have some fun playing beer pong with it for real yes um yeah it gets competitive out there it does i i i I was able to talk to some people that i hadn't seen since then and ask them like oh man i haven't seen you since the tournament and it's like they're like yeah probably didn't shine the best light on myself and my (laughs) my sportsmanship but uh but i'm gonna be back at the next one and i was like that's all we need yeah just come back to the next one that's fine that's cool um no it was a great event man i i i jumped in there too i'm not an avid beer pong player oh you you were there you did play yeah i did yes i I had mentioned it in the last episode where um you lost too right yes twice (laughs) twice but there was a win in there there was a win yeah so i lost we lost the first match and then we had double elimination we were able to play our way back in and then we played the guys who beat us again so you know how that turned out so Uh, are you coming back this time oh hell yeah Uh, man come back for revenge nah bro i don't have that in my heart man i'm just there for the beer you just said it man i I mean it's it's, what it's 20 dollars per person still 20 dollars per person two people team i I believe that's the, the price yeah Something around there, and then you drink as long as you're playing. You playing, you have unlimited pours of this pilsner. So, mm. man, why why wouldn't I show up? Why the for hell sure. wouldn't I show up? And it's for a good cause, I imagine. Yeah. You're gonna need more than one keg. I probably am. I just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's doing the numbers. Dad is doing the numbers. You're gonna need more than one keg. Um, so now we got that out the way. You said it at the first time you sat down with me. You're you're a stout guy through mm-hmm. and through. Um, I mean, I'm I'm surprised you guys even collabed on a, on IPA when when the first time you guys collabed. What inspired we're, the IPA? Well, we're still trying to figure it out. Um, when we launched uh, the brand Savage Life, we're only going to specialize in four styles of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be the Doppelbach, um, barley wine, the stout, and then the fooder age uh, pilsners and lagers. 
food or you know what i've seen that word around and i'm like how do i pronounce that and it's fooder the f-o-e-d-e-r i mean everyone says it's crazy but i'm going I, with I, yours I, I'm I, going look, with I looked online and it said food er so i call it fooder okay some people say voters some people yeah. say fowder some people say feeder definitely not fauci Okay. Okay. Getting <laughs> a little political in here. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's it's fooder. Yep, now man. I know, I, and it, it's puzzled me a couple times because I see it on written somewhere, and I'm like, what the hell? How do you even say that? You know? Yeah. Okay. Dope. So before yeah, before this, we were kind of um, really experimenting with all styles of beers, and um, the IPA and the hazy IPAs were one of the ones that you know, obviously, if you're going to open up a brewery, those are kind of the ones you need to kind of yeah perfect. So got you, got oh, you. Hazy was really good. That that way you you draw the people in, they show up for that, and then they try the, the style like, zone. oh shit, wait, this is pretty good. <laughs> no, but transitioning. Our, yeah, our goal when we open up is to carry all our friends like Dan's milkshakes. Okay. And all our friends, um, IPAs. We're not gonna do IPAs. Maybe like year two or something, we'll mm -hmm. probably get into like barrel aged IPAs and stuff like that. But okay. we don't have the bandwidth right now. Though. Got you. Worry about that. Shit, sooner than later. I yeah, know hopefully, happen. it's out there. Let's get into this first beer. <laughs> people are getting mad at me. Barrel-aged seltzers. I think barrel-aged seltzers is a phenomenal Where idea. That? That, see, and I, and I mean, with my little knowledge of how the industry works as far as beer, I could imagine that when people get upset about somebody trying something, it's them going, damn, I didn't think of that first. I should have did that first. I should have did that first. Because eventually somebody's going to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you got to be the rebel, the renegade, and jump out there and do it, then you're going to get people that are going to go, oh, that's, you know... I, but then I can't. I mean, well, that, I'm, I'm excited for his um, barrel aged salsa. I'm not going to even speak about it, but I know it's going to be delicious. Okay, though. okay. You know what else is delicious? I don't know. Should I talk about it now or maybe later? Nah, hold off for later. Nah, nah. You know what? Is this that's, going inside here? Well, you can hold on to uh -oh. it. I'm just that's for me to keep track of the cups. Dan, gotcha. let me get yours there. Um, you guys also put together recently a stout. A stout. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Darkness that slipping into from. darkness. Slipping into darkness. How, how did that come about? Amazing. <clears throat> Yeah, we added some, uh, well, we did three versions. One we did vanilla ice cream, toasted marshmallow, and almonds. Mm. And that was one of the smoothest stouts, 10% stout. Beautiful, beautiful. We decided not to go too high so people could drink more of it and not feel like they just drank a bottle of, like, bourbon or anything mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. You know? um, but that stout came out beautiful Fantastic. and then we have another version we're going to put out soon it's going to be we have a couple cakes of it just the base of it so just the stoutiest stout 10 percent mm -hmm. you could get and we also have 15 gallons and a special surprise oh damn yeah yep. we love surprises you might yeah mm -hmm. for that you'll probably have to wait for the anniversary oh that, yeah, and that's mm. that's that's and just the way that we that you and i sam determined that it had been almost a year since we last sat down and spoke. Mm -hmm. That just means that the anniversary, Yeasty's second anniversary, is right around the corner as well. Yep. Dang. Can't wait for that. Yes. Let's make it happen. Um, yeah. This, this first year. beer. But, but oh. you you spoke about how did this collaboration. So oh, yes. And it was at, what, Florida Best Florida Beer Week? Best Florida Beer, yeah. Yeah, we were. Brewer's Ball. Brewer's Ball, yes. We were um, talking over some uh, some whiskey. And basically, that kind of gave birth to, See, <laughs> to the that's, idea. That's what I'm talking about. True and I collaboration. I and know, it was friends. after we were drinking all day at Beer Fest. <laughs> and and so it goes friends hanging out, man, and coming together. And you know, a good long brew day. What, it was like 10-hour, 12-hour day? Yeah, that was that a was good, like 10, 11 hours probably. Yeah, yeah. We did, what, a 
three hour boil. Three, three and a half hour boil. Wow. Yeah. Nope. Get that nice caramelized characteristic out of the beer. Okay. Like make it pour like motor oil. <laughs> Ten W forty. Okay. Yeah. So and it was it good. Did. Yeah. It was slow off draft, man. You could put a spoon in there and it'll just stand <laughs> it'll up on the its spoon own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that is that is excellent. I, I mentioned it a couple episodes back. I think when when Josh uh, sat down. Um, Josh Lita and uh, we, he was he's a history buff so we were just talking mm-hmm. about history and prohibition and I, it always brings a smile to my face when I hear people say yeah we came up with this concept or this idea while we were drunk yep. <laughs> that's so because now it's like you're drinking with a purpose again exactly. you know if, if it's not you know if you're not drinking with a purpose to be able to support uh, or, or you know send money in and you know to a nonprofit or some good cause the other thing is that you drink and come up with good ideas and then you you they come to life. That's great, man. That's uh and that's a. Uh, there's, there's nothing better about like hanging out with a good friend, talking about it, and mm-hmm. actually coming in here creating it, and then seeing people's reaction after that. Yeah. Just, uh, funny thing was, do we actually need to drink that bottle of whiskey? Yes, <laughs> absolutely not. But Wait, what do you mean? Do no? we need to? One hundred percent. What do you mean? No. Hell yeah, we had to drink that. <laughs> you saw how much whiskey was left in that bottle <laughs> <laughs> after a beer fest, after bar hopping. Wow. It was, it was polished. Yes. It was polished. Then me and him were the first ones up the next morning at like yes, we what, were. 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. for the Brewers Guild meeting. Yep. It takes commitment, and I'm glad you guys are that committed. Let's get into this first beer. This first beer is from Pennsylvania Brewery. It is uh, their chocolate meltdown. It's an American stout. Comes in at a 5.5% ABV, and it's aptly brewed in Pennsylvania. Um, we're starting off like, I know you said, you know, 10% with the slipping into darkness. We're going to get to dark, even more darkness later, but uh, for now, let's just go 5.5. Nice. Give this one a go, and you guys let me know what you think. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Mm. No. For it's a like five a Pennsylvania beer. For a five point five, I mean, that's a good stout. It has, it has yeah, and has a lot of flavor too. All of the above, crushable chocolate. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mess with it too. Is this it, like Hershey, Hershey, Pennsylvania? Most likely. <laughs> oh no, it says no. It doesn't say Hershey's on it. Yeah, man. It's, but it's I fuck with it. For a five percent beer, it's I mean it has great flavor, uh, great color. We approve. We approve. You shared your your early beer memories uh, with us last time you were on the episode. An interesting story while you're brewing. Uh, that that uh, thing interesting that happened while brewing. Maybe your first time brewing. I mean, I guess my first time brewing. I really didn't understand the concept of cleansiness. So I thought on both sides, the hot side and cold side, you had to be super clean. So, like, as I'm, like, you know, mashing in, I just cleaned everything after my spoon, everything. So, I was, like, just overly clean. Okay. And I realized I was I was wasting my time. So, like, my That's a good thing, kids. It, it's a good thing, but you don't have to clean your spoon every time you take it out of the, the, the kettle. So, I, I was just crazy. And, I, I like, I didn't want nobody to hover around. Like, I was just, like, exceedingly crazy. And it took my brew day from, like, what should have been, like, five six hours into like eight hours like i was actually a professional brewing wow. <laughs> a five gallon batch just because i was so clean on everything and like transferring just took me forever because i made sure everything was just super clean um but ever since then you know you you realize that on once you're on the cold side that's where everything matters 
on the hot side, you won't have to worry as much. Like, you wouldn't want your dog licking the spoon and putting it inside. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't no. mash with a pig's head? <laughs> I just don't think it's a, a really good thing to do. 1,500 McDonald's Whoppers? Well, I, I mean. Or a Big Mac, sorry. If he's telling you something to do, then go ahead and try it. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. That's but like it, that one brewery who put, like, a bunch of, it was like $100 bills and Cheese pizzas or something like that. This is real life, or are you just making it? No, up? that was real life. Why? I'm wow. pretty sure it was. Someone. Well, I would definitely want they to put, take. They I'm put gonna money. have to bleep like that the out. Dirtiest, <laughs> the dirtiest. The dirtiest. Drop the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they're known for doing crazy they stuff. They put a Timberland a boot <laughs> and a, and some Cheetos and another one. Like, what's happening here? Um, but so, needless to say, that first experience for you, you were pretty much like the the, the Walter White. Of, of brewing I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't even say that I had YouTube videos on I was watching I'm saying with the cleaning like you know how they had that he had that chamber underground where he's like oh, you're for gonna, sure, for you're sure, gonna for make sure. meth here and there's everything was spotless and there's a fly <laughs> like how did a fly get in there yeah I was definitely sterile as can be yeah so yeah that's I mean it wasn't really fun I think my girlfriend really hated me on that because every time she walked in the kitchen I had to spray her down with <laughs> alcohol and stuff <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous wow <laughs> how long ago was this um probably about Three and a half years ago. Four okay. Years ago. Yeah. okay. You was just prepping for COVID before uh, COVID. Yeah, I was definitely prepping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't waste a lot of alcohol for that, for sure. Damn. And not in the good way. Not in the drinking and oh, coming not, up with no, the idea. No, no. It's not alcohol. drinking alcohol. Uh, okay. <laughs> Cleaning alcohol. Cleaning alcohol. Yeah, no, you, don't want to you don't want to drink that. I mean, That's for sure. I heard some people drinking that. It gives you a little bit of uh, wings, but. <laughs> but mm, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. That's, uh, I wouldn't want those. Things. No, no, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, uh, I'll just have to be. I'll never be a. How do you say a, a first-hand account of that? I'm just like, you tell me the story. That's fine, but yeah, I, I ain't fucking with it. For sure, I am fucking with this next beer though. This next one we're trying is from Distill Brewing. It is their Moon Jumper. Moon Jumper. It is a sweet milk stout. Comes in at a six point one percent ABV. And it's brewed in Illinois. You ready for and that one? And it just says, fasten your helmet. Fasten your helmet. You ready for this? Oh, yeah. And it's ready. It'll send you into orbit. There you go. And you come back with pictures of the of the moon, like that that, sh- that uh, telescope. Which Wasn't side of the moon? The dark side. There <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah. Next next episode we have Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> He's gonna show up and tell us about the dark side of the moon. <laughs> yeah. Where the Transformers yeah. live. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, let's give this one a go. Interesting. Just the fragrance alone so far. You know it's crazy because like the stouts that I like, off the nose I can kind of say if I like it or not. Going into it, you're Going already into it. What you think? A little man? bit of bite. A little bit of a bite. Mm. I couldn't even say it. My tongue's still biting. And yeah. it's funny because it's labeled as a, oh, it's a dark sweet. Um, and nothing sweet about this thing. It's nothing not. Sweet. Not <laughs> that I, I, see, I, get, I think we're in all in agreement well, that that uh, the chocolate meltdown definitely yeah. represented yeah. The, the, the sweet the nice chocolatey yeah. as opposed to this. This yeah. one. I don't so know distill, I'm just used to them brewing sours. Mm. Like barrel aged lacto sours. Mm. Well, yeah, this one is, um, I mean, yeah. It, you poured it. <laughs> you poured it. So we, so we got to drink it. <laughs> with that, um, with your recent travels, 
within the last year, um, who have you come across as far as a brewery that's maybe impressed you with? You say, who's your favorite brewer? <laughs> careful I how you answer. I didn't do that, man. Yeah, be careful. So recently, with <laughs> I ain't gonna put you out there like that. You ain't gotta mention no names. I'm gonna run out of bleeps. <laughs> I don't have a well full of bleeps to cover up people's names. But a, a place recently that you went to, you're like, oh man, this, this is actually pretty good. This stout. Like a stout that I have tried outside of here? Yeah, outside of Yeasty. Yeasty don't count. No, I know that. Yeasty don't count. <laughs> we ain't a real brewery. Nah. No, <laughs> what you talking about? Blasphemy. I just, I just show up in the beer ends up on draft. Um, that's a good question. To be honest, I, just like everybody else. You like want to ha- say out of state? Make it a little easier for I you? Mean, anywhere in your travels, whether it's you west coast of Florida, west coast of the, the country, wherever you've been recently, and you're like, oh, shit. I, this, this so I went to Seventh Sun about three weeks ago, and okay. they have, um, I, I don't remember the collab, but it was a collab stout, um, barrel age, and that was really good. Okay. It was really, really good. I had, like, the perfect notes. But, like, everybody who likes beer, um, my palate likes a certain type of stout. Um, gotcha. and Pumpkin latte. <laughs> Pumpkin latte. It's with in marsh- season. With Welcome marsh- to August. And lactose. <laughs> 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 no, it was. It, 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 it seemed like it had very little bit of adjuncts, but it was barrel age. It just the the nose was really great. It had like that chocolate toffee, you know, the aroma I was looking for. So like, as soon as I smelled it, I knew I was gonna like it. So yeah. Seven Suns. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was. I was recently there oh, a couple of weeks back. I was actually about a month now. By the time seven Suns drops. Yeah. Yeah, it was, was pretty the first time. It was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's a pretty cool. You went to the big one, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. In Tampa. Yeah. Seminole yes. Heights, right? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, Seminole Heights. Yeah. That's exactly. Because it. it wasn't too far from nice uh, Angry Chair. Yeah. It was yeah. like in that right around the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was an awesome moment because um, me and Tyson walked in there, my son. And um, we just finished installing our fooder at um, Unbranded. And when we walked in, he was like, oh, Dad, look, they got fooders here. And the the woman who was working there was like, oh, you know about fooders? He's like, oh, are you like a, you know, a beer person? Like, oh, no, we're, you know, we're trying to get in the game. And she showed us everything about their fooders. Um, they have a really great fooder program over there. And um, hopefully, you know, I would love to do a collab with them. Okay. Um, even if we don't do like a clean beer, like I think they're doing, you know, wild beers and stuff like that with the fooders. But I would definitely like to do something with a fooder with them. And they, I think they know what they're doing. Over there. Nice. Really cool brewery, really cool experience. So okay, uh, let's get into this third beer, and then you you taught me how to pronounce the word fooder. So now you can tell me what the hell a fooder is, so okay. I can look as cool as Tyson when I show up. And be like, <laughs> yo, Sam, there's a fooder there. <laughs> so I can sound sure. like I know what I'm talking yeah, about for sure. But this third beer we're gonna get into. It is from Abita Brewing. Oh, oh. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's flowing. It's flowing. Really wanted out that bottle. Yeah, it was racing. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I'm glad you, I'm so glad you guys Put me in your cup. <laughs> yeah. So Drink this one is up. their office party. Let's see how it pours. Okay. We got something going on. That's probably oh, that was a great movie. Office party? Office party. Oh, office space. Oh. No, no, that What's one movie, uh, they had, like, a Christmas party, a company Christmas party. Oh, I see And they see put, that like, cocaine in the little air blower that's supposed to blow snow out. Wow. That wow. Party, that party must have been lit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in all variations of the word, for sure. What was it? It was, like, Everybody. one of those SNL-style movies or yeah. something. Yeah. So this one is uh, Office Party. It's an American stout. Clocks in at a 6.8% ABV, and it's brewed in Louisiana. Let's give this a go. 
Um, Spice stout. I got some cinnamon so on there. I know I had told off like off Mike. I had told Sam. I'm like, man, when I grabbed this beer, I was hesitant for a second because I'm looking at it and I'm like, office party. It has like a Christmas theme the to Christmas it. Vibe, yeah. And I'm like, and here we are in like August. And I was like, should I be drinking this? Is, has this been around <laughs> since last Christmas? And, and I go, is there's, it way ahead? There's nothing wrong with that. But then I remembered from our last conversation, it's the stouts are something that are sought after the longer they've been around. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's the, 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 the concept behind that? Um, pretty much just there's so many, especially if you do an adjunct stout or anything like that. Which adjunct is where you're adding, yeah, you're adding adding stuff to the base. Okay. That's what, that's the one way to remember it. I know you like that one. (laughs) You're adjunct. Dude, that's like throw a hundred dollar bills in there if you really want to. (laughs) Yeah. A Timberland with some Cheetos. I mean, shit, just give me the hundred dollar bills if you want to put in the mash. Yeah. And you'll say you put it in there. But yes. But no. So what happens with a lot of the stouts is. A lot of the flavor from the dark malts kind of sticks in the beer. And okay. it doesn't really fully mature for a good, like, month or two sometimes. Okay. Um, And even then, sometimes they don't mature. So. Kind of like me. Yeah. But the, the, right? the thing, the thing with stouts are they're, they're very It's like finicky. a fine bottle of wine, you know, like okay. like a nice um, Syrah or something like that. But like I feel like stouts nice are like a, a roller coaster because yeah. they have like points where it peaks and then some points it drops and then you're like, oh, this sucks. And then you wait another month and it's like, and then oh. It I mean, I've had stouts and bottles that I've opened four years later that yeah. are absolutely phenomenal. And I have my stout, our anniversary stout last year. I have like my own little stash I put away and keep opening it. The Valkyrie. And how long ago was that? That, was, that had to be what? Um, nine months ago? That's oh, probably wow. nine months old. No, it's almost at this point. No, yeah, it'll be eight months old right now. Yeah, because December yeah. is the anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we just we tasted hit, it. The other we just hit nine months. We tasted it. Was amazing. Yeah, like we had it what, a couple ago? weeks ago. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And that thing was amazing. So that's probably a f- that's a phenomenal beer. That's non-barreled aged. That I actually okay. I speak highly of it. He knows oh, yeah. it. I, I tell yeah. him all the time that beer. Stands yeah. to test of time for there sure. Amazing. See, that's a yeah. good thing that you won't let somebody live down. Something that, you know, typically people keep bringing something up to you. It's like they won't let you live it down. Like, oh, remember that night when you, you know, <laughs> beep, 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 you know, whatever. But when it's, it, when it's the other way around, we're like, yo, that stout, it's still, it's oh, yeah. still banging. There, you know, there's certain beers that you taste at certain breweries and you're just like, bro, I love that beer. Like, mm-hmm. and I keep telling them that. I've been telling them for almost nine months now. I fucking love that. I remember me and you sat actually at the bar. We killed the bottle. Like, don't kill the bottle. <laughs> And yeah, we drank this whole we, bottle. It's uh, what you know, 20, we, 22 ounces in a bottle. Yeah, and so each of us get what, say twelve ounces, ten ounces each yeah. out of the bottle. Yeah, we, me and Sam just split a bottle, drank in twenty minutes, and all of a sudden, I yeah. we were we were just a little wasted. <laughs> right after that. I'm starting I'm like, to see hey. a pattern here. <laughs> like, which I'm starting to see a pattern. Like, how did we even do that? But you know when you taste something so good that yeah. you just have to like just just drink it, you drink yeah. like water. Yeah, and it's fourteen like, percent alcohol, and it has oh. so much flavor. Mm. It's just like yeah. I want this is like this to yeah. rest in my mouth. Like I just keep yes. chugging it. So that's yeah. yeah. So when you make a beer that good, like there's certain beers around here, like you're like oh bam, like you know like if I want a really clean beer, like Yacht Club at Invasive, that's that's it hits the spot every time. Yeah. Um, I told Davey, his, he had his tiles, which is an uh, IPA, and that thing was phenomenal. And the second time around, I was like, that's phenomenal. You got to bring it back. There's certain beers that stick in your head. You're like, yeah. yo, I, that's my go-to when okay. you re-brew it. You know what I'm saying? True. True. So, there's certain beers that leave that lasting impression, for sure. Okay. 
what type of impression did this last beer leave? Skip. Okay. <laughs> okay. This one? I like yeah. this. Oh. It Actually. does it does have a festive like holiday. I'm just excited like that for that little one. gingerbread, a little bit of cinnamon. Yeah, I'm excited for nice. the last one to see if it. Okay, office party. Up to it. Yeah, office party. Shoot out the cocaine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to insert some type of like party like festive a, sound. It, it, this is a hip hop. It, yeah. it reminds okay. me of Come when on, I went man. to Costa Rica. I woke up in the morning and hip hop and cocaine. It goes together. I <laughs> what you're to say. Well, I woke up in the morning and like. I'm not gonna name any names. There's certain people that was with were on the, the roof and they're like chewing their gum. Like, oh man, last night was great. And I was like, what'd you do last night? <laughs> Doesn't seem like last night ended for you yet. Like, you seem like you're like, still. Bro, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. Why are you like looking so mad and holding your teeth like this? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do what you did, but <laughs> you had a great time. There you go. <laughs> Office party. Let's get, let's get into this fourth and final beer. Oh, that's Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to hit the, the, the clapping for this one. Hit it. Oh, damn. <laughs> Best for last in all capacities. Oh, there you go, Sam. You got yours. Dan, down the pipe. Boom. And then I'm going to partake as well. Shouts to Missy. Shouts to Missy. Um, future uh, Bruce Beach and East podcast guest. Oh, yeah. She would, if she wasn't just so busy doing everything... Mm-hmm. She'd have time to sit down and talk with me, hey. but um, it'll happen hey. sooner than later. I keep her busy back there. Yep. <laughs> um, and then she's got the. Uh, she said she I wanted mean, a job in a brewery, and I said, "All right, I got I got I, jobs for provide. you to do back there. <laughs> we could provide." So this one, whoa, okay. So this one's a, a collab with Collective Arts and Vitamin C. It's the Origin of Darkness. It's an American Imperial Stout, ten point three. This is where we were at. This is what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, it's from Ontario, Canada. Yeah, I mean, and it has I don't know. I'm smelling it. Speckleus cookies. Yeah, I think you're getting more than speckleus cookies. To me. Almond and coffee, aged in rum barrels. Let's see. Anybody else get pepper? Like, are you sm- are, like chili pepper? Like, I got a fragrance of like a, mm. and it might just be me. It could be the coffee. Coffee okay. does that sometimes. I'm just like, okay. yeah, you get that little spice. It ain't. Oh no, but it's okay. Yeah, it's. I like that. It's good. It's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, man. You know what? I've. I don't think I've ever had a collective arts or a vitamin C beer I didn't like. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Vitamin C. They're in like uh, Connecticut or Massachusetts. Yeah, one of those. New England up there. Yeah, New England. That's somewhere, actually, somewhere yeah, where like the this. Patriots are rooting for. One of those for. states. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I actually like this. It's, it's good. Okay. So it was you worth said it's a barrel age. It's worth the weight. Uh, rum barrel age. Rum barrel. Nice. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I'm messing with it at first. Like the the, the aroma kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah. I was ex- I was preparing myself for like something that had a little bit of heat, like a, like maybe something with like a habanero or whatever. But that's not there. That's just all and fragrance. It's a little drier too, so it's, it's sure. like yeah. it throws you off a little bit on the dryness from the barrel. No, but this is good. But yeah, normally you drink beers like this. Most brewers go out super sweet on that barrel, but this one is definitely crushable for a barrel-aged beer. Yeah. Not I could throw a couple of these back. Yeah, we don't recommend everybody crush these because there are 10% still. <laughs> let's, not, let's not act. These are professionals that I'm dealing with here. Like, don't try this at home. Drinkers. Yes, don't try this at home. Or try it at home. Better there than the beach or... 
You ever hear anyone say that? <laughs> let's just take a 10% rum barrel aged beer. You know, Soccer. just, uh, yeah, let's throw a couple of these back tonight. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I say that. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's where all the good ideas come from. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And there's a bottle that gets finished also. Doubts and Irish whiskey. Yeah, once you polish that off, then the thoughts start racing through. They're fl- flowing. Mm-hmm. They're flowing. Um, all right, it, it's that time. It's that time, uh, the time that we've all been waiting for. Uh, the one through four, your favorite, number one, to your least favorite. This is not in the order where I, we tried them, but give that a go whenever you're ready, Sam. And then, and Dan, you could, you could give it a go as well. <clears throat> so I really like the, the Collective Arts and the Vitamin. Okay. The Vitamin. What's it the Origin of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that one's that one is definitely number one. Um, yeah, I'll agree with that. You guys one. are on yeah. the same page on there. Yeah. Okay, cool. The number two, I would go with um, the chocolate meltdown. Okay, from Pennsylvania Brewing. Yep. Gotcha. And um, number three, just because it did have a lot more flavor and I think it was higher ABB, but the office party did office have party. a little bit more spunk to it. Okay. Um. Yeah. And then I'll oh, you like spunk, huh? Little, and little, 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 something little. with a little character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little something. Yeah. But for a five point five percent, oh, this is actually six percent. Which one was five point five? Uh, no, there, it was the uh, chocolate. The, the chocolate the actually, pen, the the, the pen was the, the chocolate meltdown. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah. chocolate meltdown for five point five, that shit was fantastic. So you're taking that into a accord when you're choosing the position for that one because it's five point five. So it's very drinkable, and then it's but also it had, it had a lot of good flavor too, man. That was yeah. just got you. And then yeah, and the last one was this one. But I think they're all Still solid. The Listen, it, I hope when I start my brewery, I can make something that's even right. half of this. So, like, all better. the beers are fantastic. We, 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 well, yeah, better is always a yes. goal. But, like, you know, these, these guys been around these for are, a while. So. These are big Correct. dogs. Yeah. Got so, you. Got you. You know, for me, when I when I drink a stout, I'm looking for, like, the boozy on the head. Like, I, I like, uh, on the nose, I like a little bit... Um, different characteristics so like that's what i'm really going for mm-hmm. but all these all these are pretty fantastic cool when did you have your first stout mm, it was a very sunny day in uh san diego <laughs> i think it was year 2015 um samantha took me over to this brewery down in san diego i had no clue what the name was um, and I'm a big whiskey person. I used to be a whiskey and Bud Light, and that's what I'm gonna ride with because I need to flush down the, you know, the whiskey. The whiskey. But to be honest, to with some water, that, <laughs> exactly with some water, but it had some flavor water, right? A yeah. little bit of uh, alcohol in there. Um, I used to be able to like drink whiskey all throughout the day and then be straight, but obviously with age, you know, that doesn't. Yes. <laughs> and then plus, my uh, I guess my my coolness wasn't as what Samantha liked it to be, so. She told me to kind of switch. But, no, she brought me this this brewery, and she gave me this barrel-aged pastry stout, and I tasted this, and I was like, yo, what is this? And to be honest, when I got home, I got a Mr. Beard kit, whatever, that that homebrew kit, mm. and I tried to replicate that. And then that's how I fell in love with uh, Pompano Beach Brewing because they had um, – it, it was kind of funny because I was chasing that recipe, so I looked online. Whatever brewery had, like, a barrel-aged adjunct beer, I was like, yo, I'm going after that to taste it. Yeah. So Three Sons had one. And I realized I went to Three Sons. I had to buy a bottle for 50 bucks. <laughs> Shout out to Three Sons. I love them. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I went to Corey and all everybody over there. I, yeah. I, I went there. And I, and but $50 I, is $50. $50, 50 Yeah, $50. but if you're splitting it with somebody, you know, you Word. got one okay. bottle, you, you, you get in like one glass, a glass and a half or something like that. 
And so I knew, hey, I'm going to Three Sons today. I'm going to spend 150 bucks because this beer is fire. I'm going to have like three bottles. I'm going to enjoy myself. Yeah. So then um, one of my buddies was like, hey, have you been to um, um, Banging Banjos? Bang, I was at the like, time, it was Banging Banjos. <laughs> Banging Banjos? I was like, nah, bro, what is Banging Banjos? <laughs> you got, okay, so, so we got I, the same impression the first time yeah, we heard. I was okay, like, okay, Banging Banjos. And I love Adam and, you know, all, all everything that he created over there. Um, and I went over there and I tried um, Home and Home Again. And I've been his best customer since. You know, like I've, I legitimately, when I found out he had Home, home Again and it was $5 a pint. I said, bro, you fuck. On Sundays. You know? I was there like three, four days a week. And, um, yeah, he took a lot of my money. But um, <laughs> I really enjoyed that beer, and I tried to replicate that recipe. I asked him so many times, hey, let me get that recipe, bro. <laughs> but um, Has he budged? Has he- well, he, you know, he's, he's, he's not in that role anymore. But okay. um, me and Will, who's the head brewer over there, we discussed on redoing um, the home again as a collab. Oh, okay. And like pay homage to them. And, um, I just love that beer. I guess I get to steal that recipe when I'm there too. So. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That deserves. Yeah. One of those. That's the sure. best part about collabs. Yeah. yeah. You just get to learn everything you from get, that brewery. You get to yes. learn, man. And that's what's about. Yeah. That's from what each other too. That's what I love about this industry is like, you get to learn so much. And so people are so happy to like teach you new things. Mm. And as long as you're willing to learn. And I've been a student, more than anything, like, and I'm continuing to be a student, and hopefully, when I open up, man, I can replicate Correct. these amazing recipes. You know, yeah, so. excellent. And we got a guy like Dan over here with that that fire stout that he made last year. You know, and I stole that recipe book too. He didn't oh, know. I took no. it. You, oh, <laughs> okay, damn. okay, no, that's under, that, that's under lock and key right now. It's no, not it's, written down. It, that's what he says. It's not written. It's in his head. It's really okay. So hey, good luck trying to get that out. For real. Jameson amongst the, amongst the cocaine and blowers <laughs> and the from office J- party <laughs> and the South Park episodes. <laughs> like all that stuff in there. You're gonna have to navigate through all that shit to get that. to get him to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Five peoples, y'all know what it is. It's Bruce Beats and Eats. Y'all stick around. We still got the beat segment to go. I am old head ed. That's Dan Dan. And uh Sam is still with us. I stay tuned. What about the beats? The beats. Beats. The beats. The beats. 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 Bruise Beats and Eats the Podcast, and we have reached the beats portion of the podcast. Um, this is where we usually talk to our guests about music, uh, what they're listening to nowadays. Um, uh, what else? I, I usually <laughs> say a lot more. When when a person's here for the first time, we'll be like, what's on their playlist, what they grew up listening to. But we've heard a lot of this from you. Like, Yeah, we, you already know. The, the we, you know we know that we got the rundown. <laughs> we got the rundown. Um, He's a wheezy baby. Uh, <laughs> okay, dope. So we're going to, so that's what we'll do. We're going to play so, a game called, have you heard this wheezy verse? Okay. Uh, we'll get into it. But first, let, let's talk about, let's talk about, um. Any music of late that you've heard within the last year um, that you really that you, that's kind of left an impression with you? That's a hard question, man. Because I really just listen to the same thing. To be honest, I, I listen to podcasts a lot more than I listen to the music. Okay. Um, usually, my son put me on game on who's new. I mean, he's a huge uh, Kodak Black. Okay. Um, uh, Six Black. He he likes that. You know, he just puts me on game on different things that are happening gotcha um but right now i'm just like in that that tunnel <laughs> i don't really see anything else okay okay so we're at the age where instead of listening to music from the streets when we drive we listen to the street 
<laughs> Roll your windows down Listen to the cars passing by. Yeah. No man I, You know what I, I, I want to fall back in love With music I, I used to You know I'm not going to age myself But I used to Be really big Dude, I, I, I gave Tyson all my CDs And I was like Just preaching to him About these mixtapes And all this And um yeah, man. He said, I don't know where I can put this in, Dad, but <laughs> I'll keep it as far as. So, so is it, so what, that your influences on him as far as hip-hop music, does he gravitate to some Dude, of it? Dude, it's, it's crazy how much music he listens to. Like, he listens to old Kanye. He's big on Lil Wayne. He listens to everything on Lil Wayne. Um, Jay-Z, Tupac, like, those are his playlists. Like, and it's crazy because I never really, like, listened to it like that in front of him. Mm -hmm. But he just defaulted into that. And, yeah. like, everyone's like, yo, that's your son, yo. Yeah, <laughs> he listened he to the same, to the same music, bro. This is like, this is this, a golden age, man. Yeah, he was like, yo, this music was 10 years before you even were born, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. That was, like, when hip-hop was at its peak. You know, yeah. all that stuff. Well, that's, see, it's called the golden age. Well, yeah, the golden reason, era. Yeah. But the golden era. see, even yeah, and that, and that, I think that's kind of like a sliding scale too, a little bit because the, the golden era you're talking about, or the golden age you're talking about, is um, late '90s into like the mid to early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, like but right my golden, when, like my, right before 2010. Kind of. Correct. Yeah. But then my golden era happened before that. My golden era applied more to like '89 to about '96. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's the stuff where I was like, yo, I, everything, everything that came out, I was like, I thought, I thought it was really good. So, so that that's like on a sliding scale. That's definitely on a sliding scale. Well, the cool thing is, like, it evolved so much, and that's when different mixers were coming out and stuff. So hip hop could become kind of what it was in the late '90s to the mid thousands. I just think, I just think, like, it's just, just a so boom in technology and. Mixers mm. and the different ways to create beats. I, I just feel like if you're not really changing your style and you're like separating yourself, everyone kind of sounds the same. It to does. Me you could run into that. And it's and in, in this world where everything that you can put on is digitally, like you know, like when we're growing up is really hard to hear somebody's mixtape. You had to wait till you actually get on CDs or something because there was no. I mean, if you had Napster or whatever, you can download and stuff like that. Yeah. But for me, I had to wait until my, my buddy gets everything downloaded on his Napster and gave me a CD until I finally got to listen to it. Or CDs. Yeah, because it never played on the radio or mm. there was no YouTube or anything like this. So, I mean, yeah. this 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 time is different. I, I would hate to be a hip-hop artist because you would have to really perfect your craft and also find a way to separate yourself from everybody else, not to sound the same, you know? Yeah, and which is, which is tricky because a lot of times people coming into it they want that success. Yeah. So there, it's, you know, it's it's easy for them to fall into the main the mind frame of like, well, it worked for that person. For sure. So I'm gonna try to do that, and you that you could find some success there. But ultimately, if somebody if if you're sounding like somebody else, you know, it's how long is that gonna last for you? Like, you have yeah. to have your own personality. For sure. You know. And how do you have your own personality when it's just so many people can release the same type yeah. of music in, at one time. It's just yeah, really yeah. hard to. Yeah, I think I think uh, 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 one of the techniques to that is um, trying a little bit of everything. Um, just recently had K Legend on here. He's got an album dropping September sixth. It's the Brown Recluse, and he said it on the podcast. He says, "I have a song on that album, a song for everybody." Like. If you like this type of music, I have that song on there. If you like this type of music, if you like the drill, the trap, the boom bap, um, he goes, there's a song for you on there. So I think 
that's a good technique to uh, imp- uh, to um, to use. It's where it's like you're you're gonna show your versatility by doing all these different songs, and then that way, whoever's looking for a certain type of track is gonna find it. For sure. And then, like I told him, but then how do you, how do you how is that scalable? Because just like with Drake or releasing CLB, how it, you know like. Dude, Drake's a totally different person. Don't even well, bring that up because we're talking about underground well, Miami yeah. hip hop right well, now. Well, I'm just saying, which is that, which an, is amazing lyricists. What you I'm have saying, these great lyricists that can rap, rhyme, great beats. Yeah, but they'll never be heard by mainstream. Which people. Is, that's crazy. Bro. You know, they'll never be heard. But yet, people like Kodak Black or like I don't want to I don't want to crap on anyone, but like some of these mumble stars, yeah. you know, mumble rappers. How are they so famous right now? Like, because they create, even, they create the like brand. Drake's not a they, mumble yeah. rapper. To me, he's just monotone. Well, I use him because obviously mainstream. Yeah. But when you change your rhythm and try to appease the wider audience, it gets washed out. Like it doesn't as successful. So I just did, what you just said was like you know you have a a song for everybody in the album. Mm-hmm. But if somebody really wants to listen to who you are, is that really the best gotcha. way? Okay, I can see the best way around yes. it. Yes. So more of a business sense. I understand. I use Drake. Correct. Hurt his feelings a little yeah. bit. But. No, and that and that's more. And I could see where that would be correct. That because then the, the next strategy would be okay. Now that you got everybody in, how do you keep them around? And that's why I was saying is like hopefully um, the people who showed up for let's say the trap song. You know what I'm saying? Or that that's what they gravitated to. That they kind of get, to, they get to, they realize the the ability, the capability that this that this person has as as an artist, as an MC, and then that keeps them around. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. You know 100%. that's that's what you're. But it's like a great hip hop artist, a great lyricist or rapper, they can conform to any type of beat that's given to them. Correct. You know, yeah. And, so and they can perform over any beat given to that's them. That's definitely so. a sign of a really good artist if they could they could rhyme over anything. And there's been times but where you just need an opportunity for people to listen to you. Like yeah. if no one is given the opportunity then And but even even then it's But it's the radio. The, the opportunity it's the or radio, let's be the opportunity or Who listen to radio anymore, bro? Yeah, not not a lot of us. <laughs> unless it's like sports talk. But um that's the other thing too is that there's people who are successful, quote unquote, like, you know, by today's standards and they'll get behind the mic on on any radio host that actually you know puts them to the test, and then I'll ask them, all right, rhyme over this, and they'll be like, no, nah, I can't rhyme over that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, okay, then now you're you're separated from the crowd because it's like you're 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 successful, but you're not capable. You don't you, you know you're successful because you found the way to make what you do, um, or or you're fit into a mold where everybody's looking for your, your music. But you're not really a, a, a true artist, you know what I'm saying? So a true artist, like Dan said, will you could you could be making all the hit songs, and then the moment that I don't know, LA Leakers or Funk Funk Flex asks you to yo rhyme on this beat or sway rhyme on this beat, and you do, then you're like okay now you're and in my eyes you're like okay now you're you're an artist you're solidified because even though you've been catering to a certain crowd, that comes from a place where it's like you're able to do everything. For sure, there's people that are catering to a crowd, and you ask them to do that, and they're like, uh, "Nah, I don't, I don't rhyme on beats like this." You know what I'm saying? But let me, uh, let me play this track, and uh, you tell me if you've heard it before. <laughs> Y'all stay tuned. Breaking my heart. Word up, I say I don't have nothing if I don't have you. 
like Sade. You got the sweetest taboo, and my game is skin deep like your first tattoo. I get all in your head just like shampoo. I just want to fuck with you like rude police. I don't want a broken heart because I lose the Sam. Yo. All right. So, have you heard that? No, I haven't heard it. Never heard um, that one before. It, it seems like a little old. Okay. I would say like okay, probably like the 2008-9. It's yeah, you're you're close. Okay. If if it's not 9, it's probably between 9 and I'd say 12. Okay. It's like yeah, 3 years give or take. So yeah, definitely. I could I could tell a difference in So yeah, so that was um Little Wayne collab 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 it's a collab with little brother um on the get back album and that's uh breaking my heart um again i know you're a fan of little wayne mm-hmm. and uh it, it i think we've had this conversation before where oh i'm gonna get him to do a collab with me <laughs> not on rapping but on yeah, beer, but on beer. <laughs> yes yes that's it it's gonna it's got to happen it's man. gonna it's happen got i already to put happen. out in the universe so that's it that's it so uh, what did you think of the track i mean i think it was good I think we all matured from that point, so it's like when I'm listening to it, the things they're talking about it's just kind of a little different, you know. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, I vibe with Weezy. I enjoyed it. That's why I let you play the whole thing through. It was, it was good. Dope. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, man. Um. So, and the reason I I, I play a song like this is because for someone who's a big fan of someone, I know that there's typically a song that they might not have heard of mm-hmm. because it just didn't. Be, it wasn't something that was played on the radio, and it should have been. But it wasn't. It goes back to the the conversation that we were having. Lil Wayne put on too much music, so like I have million of mixtapes, and I don't think any of them hit the light of day. This this is true. This is true. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, that man was. I don't know how much music he put out, but he put out a lot of music. So yeah, yeah, definitely. But so my thing is, but he did he did benefit from radio play for sure. Not everything made radio play, but he did benefit from radio play. And um, a reason that uh, one of the reasons why I stand where I do when it comes to, you know, even music, late 90s, early 2000s. And then now what happens now with music is and my relationship with radio is that there's obviously music out there that should make the radio, but it never does. So that's why even from early on. But I think I think it's it's now these days it's more about brand and that mm. artist. um what they portray to people, gotcha. what makes them stand out amongst everybody okay. else. And I think it's like, you have to create that persona mm. that builds on that. And I think that that's what a lot of people. Okay. So now picture this. If we, if we've come to the agreement that, uh, the brand is something that it's, it's a focal point mm-hmm. in someone's success in the music industry. Um, what happens when they start focusing more on that than their musicianship? I think it's an equal balance. Um, I think it's like one of those things that you have to worry about because now these days in this place where just like with, with beer, like you can get forgotten in two seconds mm. if you're not a, first of all, the, the, the circle that you're trying to grab, if they're not talking about you being about you mm. and learning about you, then it's, it's one of those things, man. I think that you constantly have to be relevant gotcha. um, and kind of, you know, music is great, but you have to keep people's attention f- through another way. Yeah. So either it's positive or negative, but I guess yeah. it's up to that person's well, personality. So to that point, um, uh, if in other, wo- in other words, for you to keep your brewery's name being mentioned, 
it comes by virtue of brewing good beer, right? Um, I think good beer is a, the the focal point, but it's, it's the not cornerstone what's, of it. it Marketing. So it, it, marketing is everything. Okay. So it, it's marketing and it's also what are you doing outside of there that's bringing attention to what you're doing. Okay. Because at the end of the day, your product has to be good because then you're going to die without that, right? Yeah, so yeah. just like a musician, his product has to be great, but everything that surrounds him, I think, is just as important. Okay. See, that, and I'm, the reason I'm even bringing that up is because I, I still have a hard time thinking that the mus- the musicians or the artists that are getting that like a lot of the spotlight being put on them by virtue of whether radio or YouTube or whatever, um, award shows. I honestly think that they are practicing that whole, let's make this brand. Let's, you know, I'm a caricature and we're going to make this the focal point, but that, but it's sat, but it's sacrifice. It takes something away from the music. In my opinion, I think, I think it does, but it's like one of those things. It's like a well-balanced thing. Like you, you, right now, at the end of the day, your product has to be 100% with a, uh, yeah. you know, uh, a rapper or a musician. Anybody has to be 100%. But you're fighting for attention on a place that's oversaturated with mm. people looking at this. So you can go all in onto your Instagram and do these reels and you know get these likes. But are you really penetrating the market that you want to and really yeah. sitting with the people that you want to on a day-to-day basis? Like, How do you think a lot of these other older rappers, what we used to follow back in the days, if you weren't following their mixtapes, you were watching them on... TV, you were seeing them in magazines, you were yeah. keeping up with their live, you were seeing mm-hmm. them on the news, you were that's that sparked your interest and when they dropped an album, you're like, I had to I had to listen to it. Yeah. I had to do it. And I yeah. mean that was the only way. Radio, magazines, there was no internet. So um if you bring that back and you say now we have internet, everybody has opportunity to pull up every, you know, whatever they want to look on the internet. Now you're fighting right. for attention with all these people. Yeah. So how do you how do you do that? Yeah, I guess yeah. It's my, my and it's probably just uh, it's something that's been instilled with me, like just the way I've seen when home things. into your craft and everything else is going to come. Uh, well, ho- yeah, home in, honing into your craft will create a product that people will come looking for. Um, now you I think ca- you can yeah. you can kind of promote it to an extent, but the thing is that especially nowadays with how many people are are brought together by social media that um, you could have a bunch of people tuned into you, but how many of those people are actually going to spend money on you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. So um, there's people nowadays that are living comfortably as musicians that don't get a lot of shine, but they've figured out that, hey, this is what works for me. I could, I could live a life that's fulfilling to them and their version of success without doing all that extra stuff. Because I think it comes to a point where, um, I don't know, I don't know, and maybe I have to talk to a young person about this, but it's like, how many young people go back and listen to a song they hadn't heard like eight years ago now? Like the, the first Wu-Tang album, I played like well past 93. And even now, I'm like, I'll play that album now. It has a longevity to it. I think when, um, even if an artist but, but, is talented. But the thing is, they have longevity, but each of those those characters in Wu-Tang mean something to you and it kind of has that. So yes, yeah, so what I'm saying. So that's what I would, I would have to ask a young person like, would you buy a Soldier Boy album right now? Or would you, if Soldier Boy dropped an album right now, would you play it? I think there's some young people be like, eh, probably, or people that even grew up listening to Soldier Boy, they, they probably won't go, 
as opposed to me that I would listen to a, if Raekwon dropped an album or when the next time he does, because not when, the I next mean, time he does. We're going to go see him. We're going like to go see him in West Palm. Yeah, Shit. so when they when they <laughs> drop an album, I'm checking for it. We you know literally drop money to go to this concert. Yeah. For sure. So that that's my that's where I'm trying to figure out. It's like it's great that it's great when everybody eats. Granted, like if you figured out the strategy and if it means that you have to show your ass on social media, at the, and I don't mean like physically, I'm saying like just be a shot out or like do something just to or draw, draw or that too, um, draw attention because that kind of goes hand in hand with music. I feel like if you didn't, but just it, the right attention. So you're gonna get what I say is you're gonna get your one time guess. You're not gonna get your loyal guess. You That's know what, what I mean? Like. Your loyal ones are going to be the ones that are there for you thick and thin. They're going to spend money on you, yeah. buy your CDs, buy everything. But your one-timers, how, how, how does one they're going to do- download your CD once, maybe listen mm-hmm. to a couple tracks. And how like, does one get to that yeah. level? Yeah, but mm. it's about, how, I mean, does, marketing, does, but doing the right marketing to the right people. Sure. I guess that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, it's so, it's, so it's, like you said, yeah. it goes back to what you said earlier. There's a, you have to find that delicate balance. Yeah, and you got to be authentic, too. I think that's going to be one of the key things, too, because if you're talking about something that you, as a person, aren't doing, then... But that see, so that, that that's great. That lends to my point, which like, is say like a lot of people nowadays make records because the last person succeeded by telling this story, so they're not telling their story. They're telling that person's story through them. So it's like how many but, people really did but like if Raekwon do goes X, on, Y, and Z. But that's if cool. If Raekwon goes on social media tomorrow because he's on tour now and he does something that, I don't know, makes a video that, say, Kodak Black does, he's going to get a different response. And people might be like, oh, my God, he's he's marketing himself as Kodak Black. Let's go to this concert. They're going to hear him. And they're going to be like, though. what? Why did I waste money on this concert? Because they're not going to understand but, but, anything going on it, it in their shows. It won't work for him. No. I because, think, I think no. everyone has their own heartbeat, and I think that when you're that big, it's a different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're coming up, you got to figure that out, your own heartbeat out, and, but you have to be your authentic self at the same token because yeah. at the end of the day, people are going to see through that. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and like I said, but I think, I think marketing and branding and all that is right. I think going on Instagram and doing those, that storytelling – is a benefit because you have your listeners on your hand, but also you have to, it's, it's more than that. It's yeah. not just going on there and just like Kodak Black, he, he go out and show his shoes and ah, I'm doing it. Like that's for his, for his audience. It's great it because they want to see what he's doing every moment of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't you, necessarily care about the music. They just yeah. want to see him. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The music is secondary. Yeah, and that's and that's probably okay. So that's probably the way the best way to button it up is that to me the music has always been primary. I mean you can before say I could see breweries too. Yeah, it's like Yeah. Breweries do big parties, like but is their beer good? Correct. Like people go just to hang out for the party. Yeah. The but they don't go to the brewery for the beer on random like Thursday night or Friday night mm-hmm. or like dirt Saturday during the day, stuff like that. But I think yeah. it's of that yeah. that brewery or that yeah. person to make sure that your product is exceptional yeah. because when that moment happens you want to convert those people from oh i just went here once just to check this out so, so i gotta come back i gotta come back mm-hmm. down and that's that's the trick but a lot of breweries are very good at hooking you in but it's how to keep them back there you go yeah. that retention, and that retention man yeah. that's what it's about the retention that and then you figure out your regular your regulars that are going to be there now we start like talking your loyal that, guests that are going to be there forever lifetime value like, that's yeah. what we're talking about right yeah. now yeah 
shit. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping, and like I said, I'm 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 definitely sounding like the old head and in the like group. But listeners, like, why do you think I like Action Bronson? <laughs> yeah, because I want these young people. I want these young artists to not just focus on right now. I want them to create something that's lifetime. For sure, mm-hmm. that's lifetime. So, my peoples. We, we we chopped it up. We talked the uh, we talked beats here. We heard some uh, uh, Wayne verse. Well, uh, <laughs> Sam heard a Wayne verse he had never heard before, and uh, it took. I should have been able to pick the, the track. It, it should have been. <laughs> yeah, right. That's Make right. you guess I'm, it. I, yeah. How long was that? How long ago was that song? Was that, that like one 90, was. Was that like ninety seven? No no no, 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 no. This was a uh, two thousand. I want to oh, say shit. this was. Get back. The get back came out had to be oh eight oh nine. Like oh, I, you, I think it was between oh ah. seven. Oh, so it was 09. when he was dropping all those um like mixed out. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was just dude. He dropped like fifteen mixtapes in like two months. Yeah, no, he was. Like, well, that's I'm what, saying. That's, I'm saying like twenty track mixtapes. No, because yeah, because yeah. he says it. That's what that was. All the stuff he had written in his books. He just decided yeah. to, to put it out, record it, and get rid of the books and, and you start know what? start fresh you from know that what? point. I remember hearing that. So you know. I, I loved it, but what kind of killed like the great hip hop was Dat Piff and um Hot New Hip Hop. Because mm. you had artists putting tracks out every day and I think that's what you're talking about, like staying relevant. They had to put if they didn't put out a new track every single day on Hot New Hip Hop then it's like you're not going to remember that song anymore now, unless it killed. And now as if an artist, you're, sa- killed, you're sacrificing yeah. quality work quality, to just supply just the quantity. push it out. Yeah. Gotcha. I could be yeah, sure. yeah. so yeah. I think that goes back to keeping your loyal, loyal guys, you know? The like, listeners, yeah. If you didn't put out something quality, people are going to listen to it like once or twice. They're not going to go back and listen to it. For sure. And yeah. then if you put out something quality – you're not going to put out the quantity that you need to on that streaming service. That's Find, why you finding got, the balance. Yeah. So streaming balance. really killed, but that's uh, our to, quality. To talk, talk about yeah. quality and quantity. You know, uh, when Savage Life finally opens up, we're going to be focusing on barreled age style beers, um, mainly traditional beers. All our friends are going to carry IPAs, but we're going to focus on uh, four core beers, and um, hopefully, he's going to be it. the ludicrous of the beer game. <laughs> I don't know about ludicrous. I'm trying to be. The same of the beer game, so. The only ludicrous album I ever purchased was Theater of the Mind. Y'all stay tuned. It's Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast, and we have reached the eats portion of the podcast. This is typically where I get to know, we get to know our guests' food taste. Um... Man, we gonna and we're gonna run it back. That's kind of like that's kind of like the running theme here. Last time you were here, Sam, you um, I'm gonna change it up this time, man. You, okay, but I I wanna for those who didn't listen to your first episode, um, one of your uh, one of your stories or your anecdotes about food was where you went to a restaurant for breakfast, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was the I can't remember if it was a French toast, but there was some breakfast that was so good that you ordered it. Oh, I had to run it back. You had to run it back. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I have that problem with things when I like them. I always this guy can eat. <laughs> so you had run two it. breakfasts in oh, one sitting. Oh, that was Amy's uh, Bakery in Pompano, man. Okay. I, had, I, had, I went there with my my son and my uh, my niece, and um, we, I had ordered an omelet with French toast, and this French toast was like the best French toast I ever had in my life. So the lady came back, and I was like, yo, let's run this back. <laughs> and she was like, excuse me? She was like, you want another plate? I was like, run this thing back. Come on. So, Stop playing. Uh, Stop playing. Let's do this again. Have you found the French toast that good since then? 
Um, it's different. So different. it's just refreshing when something is different. Okay. And the thing, I have a problem. I'm like, I eat that thing so much until I get tired of it. Gotcha. <laughs> so the, yeah, the desire to, to go run it back again somewhere else is kind of like, yeah. all right, I've, I've gone through that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Cracker Barrel man now, so. Oh, okay. Uh, Mama's okay. pancake breakfast. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's, it's the cheesy casserole. It's cheesy hash brown casserole, right? I don't even do that. It's the pancakes, man. I like them extra oh, the crispy. Pancake. Got you. You got that butt. The butter's the got butter. that. The butter. Oh, mm-hmm. man. So. Yeah. Nobody in my family likes it, so I'm the only one. So. Really? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, wh- 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 so, where did no, we go wrong, Sam? I, I don't know. It was only what, you don't do corned beef hash and stuff like I that? I mean, I do, but... What, the breakfast? That's about all I eat for breakfast. It, go for it. Yeah. yeah, it's got everything. It's got meats, the potatoes. He's Dan's a meat and potato guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. For sure, man. Uh, so right now, I mean, um, I wish it was early enough. I would have went home and we would have had... Um, uh, so we like Haitian dishes. Mm. So like um, um, beans and rice... You know, yep. and um, Grio is Wait, really okay. good. Beans and rice is Haitian. Nah, bro, it's called it's called Gbiv Sospa. Uh, okay, homie. Right. So. <laughs> it has pork I, in I, it, doesn't it? No, the, that's the Grio. The, the Grio has the Grio. pork. It's, okay. fr- it's, yeah, fried, it's fried. It's fried pork. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. actually trying to get him a plate one he, time. He brought. He was about to bring me one one time. Yeah. And, I was like, and where'd you go you wrong, Dan? He doesn't I mean, eat pork. Oh, got you, got you, got He's you. He's like, fried pork? I can't eat that. I was like, dude, this is so good, man. Have you ever had fried pork before? Well, from a Haitian restaurant, mm. a little bit different. So, A Haitian restaurant around here that, that doesn't miss when it comes to their food? Um, You know, to be honest, I don't even know the name, but it's in Pompano off of Sample Road. Um, and I forgot the crossroads, but it's right next to uh, North uh, Broward Medical Center. Okay. So if you guys Google that, it's 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 fire, man. They have some you know, great, amazing food. So and, and that the, food truck we had out here was pretty good too. Yeah. The sac passe. Okay. Yeah. I must have missed that. Them. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. called. Um, you call it ziwikole. That means brown rice and beans, and then some griot and some you know plantains on the side. You, and good. for for someone who's just like Gucci exploring that, that's where they should start. Oh, t- they'll be hooked. Yeah. You don't even know what you're missing. So got you. And I guess, um, like, you go to a Spanish restaurant, they have the same fried pork, but it's completely different from it is, you know, how they cook it is different. Yeah. So. Do you do uh, a lot of yeah. curry in your dishes? No, I mean, me personally, no, not me. But I but hate but yeah. Asian cuisine, they don't they don't really jump on curry like that. Well, I, I mean, I'm not really a curry person, but with that, um, with the griot, you can get same kind of pickles. Oh, and yes. And you put that on there, and that that, that would... Whatever, whatever hotness you whatever need. you're looking for, whatever hotness whatever spice you need, level you're looking me. for, you're gonna find it with that pickleese. Yeah, you don't even need no more because the, the more you put, the hotter it gets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just need whatever you need. Just open that little plastic thing, drop a little bit. A little bit yeah, just enough to get bring a little warmth to yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's excellent. Yeah, um, are you are you a pizza guy at all? I love pizza. Not a pizza. All right, what's the topping? What's the what's the what's the pepperoni and sausage? Pepperoni so and sausage. Yeah. Okay. Pineapple. Like like three quarters into a meat I mean, lover's if pie. If I had an, enough JMO, pineapple would probably satisfy. If me. you had enough JMO, <laughs> JMO, any pizza would satisfy. But there's no such thing as bad pizza. Even like a, a crappy pizza. Is not no, there's bad, bad pizza. pizza. There is no, there. I've had some terrible pizza. Yo, the, the one time were you with us? What's that place across the street from Funky Buddha? Oh. 10th level tavern. The 10th level tavern? Okay, yeah. so we went over there. I guess whatever place they ordered from, this pizza, I paid $60 for two pies, but this thing was fire. But then... Oh, I thought you were about to say it was shit. No, but then again... <laughs> Damn, we're trying to keep sponsors. <laughs> Don't bring up the shitty shit. <laughs> they, it, it, it was no, amazing. just a look on your face for a second. Oh, you were like, you, I you, spent $60 on a pie? That thing was 
great. Uh, fire. <laughs> it was misleading. Wow. Yeah, I had to let you know. I was paid, not I paid expected a premium that. and it was fire. And so. it was worth every, every I don't even penny. know the name of the pizza place, but I would do it again. Have yeah. you ever dropped a pizza on the floor? No. No. So one time. It's a bad feeling. One time I was picking up. <laughs> you'll, Sam. you'll never live it down. Hey, check me out. I was picking up Chinese, uh, not Chinese food, Spanish food for Sam. We were, I was driving home. And I slammed on the brakes too hard, and mm. the meal flipped over. Mm. <laughs> I cleaned it back up. But it just oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I'm sorry you had to hear that. <laughs> she probably got to listen what she said. But yeah, but <laughs> there was she, a little she, hair in your she, food. She, she ate that thing up, too. I was like, oh, yeah, man, got it. <laughs> Oh no! But it was both for our plate. So, but I'm saying yeah, hers, yeah. hers. Yeah. It's not sand; it's salt. Yeah. That, that, that this tastes grainy. A little extra it salt, <laughs> you'd be all right. Oh damn, oh. that is nuts. Um, savage life. Um, let's talk pairings. Like, what's a food that goes well with stouts? I would think barbecue. Um, okay. I, th- I, I like barbecue and stouts. That's just like my thing. Yeah. You should have seen him eat my fucking brisket. <sighs> yeah. Dude. Well, well stop he, making your brisket so delicious. Dude. I didn't even get to try any and he, him and Tyson are each on his like third serving. Dude, that thing was so I'm like, amazing. dude, no more for you. I need to go eat it right now. Well, you should have ate it. When <laughs> yes. said it. Yeah. But guess what? You're the host that night, so you you you, you, you had to sacrifice. Yeah. 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 Dude. For, I, for the guests. I cooked Thank that you. thing for seven hours. Yeah. And it was it was amazing. And it was, it was. gone. Yeah, so seven minutes. I think stout stout and barbecue well. does really well. Stout and barbecue. Um, I think any dark beer really that brings out the flavor of whatever you're having, um, especially with barbecue. So that's mm-hmm. what we're gonna try to have like a barbecue food truck. Okay. Um, when we do open up, um, yeah. because a, a lot of our beers are gonna be the darker beers. Why not just cook? Who? Why not just cook? I can only do smoker wasn't that much. Uh, well, Dan, maybe you can come over here and you, yeah. It sounds like Dan's gonna I mean. partner with the uh, kitchen <laughs> over, especially if you're making a seven-hour brisket. Why doesn't Dan show up and cook at the Savage Live? It'd be, it'd be like a, a collab. In the co- co- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dude, when you were in Austin, did you go to um, Terry Black's? No. Oh no, because I heard about the line. Terry Blacks because I heard about the line. No, there wasn't a line. No, the other one had a line. I forget what it was called. Well, I don't know because I don't even remember what the other one was called. Because well, I decided not to go there. I heard it was like a three-hour wait. Yeah, Terry Blacks. Whatever. I never oh, waited more than by, like fifteen minutes. We walked by a Terry Blacks. I believe yeah. that's the one that was. That's the one on the it's way like, to. Yeah. It was a neighbor on the way to Blue Owl Brewing. I think there was a Terry Blacks that we walked no, by. There was only one Terry Blacks, but I no, Terry Blacks was on the other. Was on the other side of town from Blue Owl. Okay, no, they're not. They're yeah, not. It must have been no. another barbecue so spot. That's, that place inspired me to go out and buy a smoker a month later and go smoke a fucking brisket. Well, it was good. Wow. It worked. Dude, my one? first brisket. What? You going to do another one? At the I'm grand opening of Savage oh, Life? God, no, I'm doing one for my father-in-law's birthday. But. So now he's Don't not worry available. about it. He's not available no more, Sam. Can I get me a little plate, bro? That's when you buy for a, a plate. plate. <laughs> You'll bring an Amazon gift card to the, to the, to the gift. Like, here you go. Can I get a plate? For sure. <laughs> When's that birthday? Yeah. Barbecue sides. <laughs> Sam, what do you think about barbecue and the sides that go? What's the, what's the right side to go with a barbecue dish? Um, Definitely. He's going to say baked beans. Baked beans. I thought you were going to say baked beans. Cornbread. And that's all you need right there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So what, baked beans, mac and cheese, and cornbread? Yeah. You don't what need, about the slaw, baby? I, I'm saying you don't need all that. You don't go with coleslaw? You don't you need all that. You don't need all that. You definitely need coleslaw. Because you know what you do? You cut the cornbread in half, 
put the barbecue on the bread, put the slaw on top of the barbecue, close it up, make a sandwich. But I'm saying you don't need to do all that though. Yeah, you do. You, you get the stout that yes, gives you. Yes, you do. The- <laughs> you need to do that. And you know where you put the stout? As your skeeter. You use your Derek Skeeter G- Derek Jeter Skeeter three thousand. You got the crickets on here? <laughs> hey, hey, if you don't skeet your meat, it's not gonna come out good. I don't even I don't even know what that means. Oh, there. <laughs> How about you go smoke a brisket, come back, let me know. Well, listen without skeeting your meat with some stout. Listen. Woo! Well, you the man on the hour right now, bro. Yeah, so it is. sounds like you're applying for the position at the <laughs> pop up that's gonna be <laughs> That's going to be outside of Savage Life Brewery. That's what it sounds like to me. That's what it sounds like, it sounds to, like me too. to me. Yeah. I got yo, you, brother. Yo, hey, everybody's going to have a job. <laughs> I will be there too. Just give me, just point me in the direction of work and I'll, I'll be there. Man. Oh, well, me and you grilled before. We did the hot dogs. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Can we, that? Can we oh, talk shit. about yeah, that? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Yo, yo shouts, shouts to the other Sam in your life sure, yeah. that, that had food that was on the ground. Um, it was her birthday. This was uh, this was what late March, right? It was late March, April, April, April. Oh, I almost forgot that. Oh, was that when you went to the beach? <laughs> that's all you. So we was at the yeah. we was at the beach, beach. and uh, where were you at? We had I was a, working. Oh, that's right. You guys were working. That's we right. had yeah. a uh, we had welcome a to business ownership. Uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah you're gonna let have to know, work man, on your me, wife's birthday. All right. <laughs> let me know, man. Whenever you want me to mute his mic, you tell me. <laughs> yeah. all right. you, you, you the man. Sam. Just let me know. I think I just, just do this right. Yeah. But check it. So we're at the beach, and um, and uh, Lewis was involved. Shouts to Lewis. Oh, and Lewis messed everything up. Lewis <laughs> <laughs> always messed Lewis, everything. Lewis. Lewis had the steps. They just were they weren't in order. But we ended up grilling. We successfully grilled, and that worked out just fine. It was a team effort. It was a team effort. You know, same between the the, the, the burgers, the dogs. You know, everybody got involved. Shouts to um. Angel. Angel. Yep. Angel. Angel was involved too. So I, I think everybody walked away happy. Everybody yeah, for was, sure. No so complaints. Louis, Wait, Angel helped you grill? No, not not this Angel. Not no. Uh, it's Ammo, another, yeah. Ammo's Angel. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say. But yeah, Lewis said, Oh, I knew he was wrong, but he was so adamant. He was so adamant. He was like, No, you, you put the charcoal and you light it up first, and then you roll the foil paper. And I said, Lewis, I don't think that's the right way. But since you're yelling about it, I'm gonna go ahead and let you do what you need to do. Yes. And go ahead and go ahead and start the grill. We went to start the grill, and we realized that we couldn't put the foil paper because it was too hot. Yeah, now you had this roaring fire. And now how are you supposed <laughs> to wrap this place. aluminum foil around the grill with this roaring fire? Thank you, Lewis. And then the dude the dude that was grilling not too far from us, at one point he leans over, and he goes, hey, you're supposed to put the foil first. <laughs> That's the last thing Lewis wanted to hear, man. Lewis, Lewis, you have your opportunity to, you to, re- to rebuttal. You could have been here, but you still can. Call the hotline. Bruce Beats and Eats, 786-294-6263. Call the hotline and, and, and express what you were going through and why you thought it was a better idea to light the fire, fire first, first and then put the, the aluminum foil. Yeah, that's what happens when you start drinking at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yes, it's a side effect of that. Oh Definitely a side effect of that. At Missy's house? Missy's standing right here. Her house, 4th of July. He brought the little picnic girl. You were there. He brought the one Fourth of July. Yeah, he brought the little um like I was camper there grill, did mm. burgers and hot dogs on it, and we're like, I wasn't there bro, what are you doing? He's like cooking the burgers. You didn't throw any spices on the burgers. You throw this. He said you throw the spice on after. Mm. Bro, Lewis. Well, Lewis. Seven eight six two nine four six two six three. Don't ever eat Lewis's food. <laughs> Damn, 
No, well, I, Pat, Pat, Patty got it though. Patty. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. We've yeah, been, Patty, we've been and Patty's got that. We've been uh, we've been there to a to a, a couple of taco nights that that. Well, we we don't know who really cooked because Patty oh. could have been giving Lewis all the credit. I'm like, oh yeah, Lewis got cooked you. it, and Patty was actually okay. who did it. Patty definitely. Okay. Cooked. <laughs> so Lewis, hey, you go to you go over to Lewis's house. Patty cooked everything. <laughs> Patty. Now. Uh, 786-294-6263. Call us up. Leave a voicemail. Let us know what if you're the one, the driving force behind the food at, at Lewis's crib. Lewis did make some breakfast tacos one time. I went out there to help him out with his AC, and he was like, yo, I'll make you some breakfast tacos. Did you see him make it? Yeah. Well, because it was just me and him in the house. Did you Did you see him? Prep everything? Y- yes, yes. He was scrambling. Or was he was it scrambling like- his little heart away. Okay. He was scrambling his little heart I was away. Gonna say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You heard the microwave yeah. start? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta put the sound in the button, press it on the microwave. I got you, Louis. Yeah, Were they Jimmy Deans? <laughs> Jimmy Dean. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, Sam, um uh I think we talked about desserts before. And I know that they have a cheesecake pairing happening soon at um at Yeasties. Yeah, sorry, it's not gelato. Yes. So <laughs> bring it that back. Iron Mike down right. <laughs> so um did you was it I'm trying to remember what it was that you said you enjoyed was it was either tiram, tiramisu or cheesecake? Mm, neither. I'm wrong on both. Both of them. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much attention I pay. What was the dessert of choice? Um, to be honest, I'm really a simple dude. I like like chocolate cake. Okay. Um, confetti cupcakes. <laughs> a simple dude. <laughs> it's, a, it's a celebration every time. Uh, I do like the lemon bun cakes from uh. Mm. What do you call that place? Is it called? What's that? Uh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Mm. It's uh, just bunt or something. Nothing but. Nothing but bunt cakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing but cakes. Yes. I can yeah. kill some lemon lemon bunt cakes. Bro, have you ever tried Edda's mm. bunt cakes? Every once in a while, I haven't seen it in Publix in a while. But Publix will have them. They're like they're on a like a um, they have their own stand. It's called Edas E D A S, and it's like a vacuum sealed bunt cake. Oh man! And then it comes yes, and then it comes with its own like like if you get the vanilla one, it has a a pouch of vanilla cream that you yeah you put it on yourself so you can say that you made it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That qualifies yeah, but and it's moist. It's it's great yo. It's a great bunt cake. I haven't seen it lately at Publix, but you'll see it. It's usually on like a wooden rack all by itself. Mm. Yeah, so if you ever come across that one, check out the, the Edda's, Edda's Bunt Cake for sure. All right, bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to give them the, the, the info one last time? Oh, for sure. Um, Savage Life Beer Company is coming soon. Um, right now we are going to contract slash just Gypsy Brew out of Unbranded um, in about a year or less. We should be opening up our brewery either in right next to Dan or somewhere in <laughs> Broward County. Um, we're still trying to figure that out, but uh, you can find us on Instagram at Savage Life Beer Co. as well as Facebook. And our uh, website is uh, savagelifebeerco.com. There it is. Thank you. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Sam, for taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me. Dan, for jumping on the third mic. If you enjoyed what you heard. No, I'd like to thank the listener, too, for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Um, another week, another episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Bruce Beats and Eats um, on Spotify, Google, Apple, any streaming service that's Everywhere. worth their salt. <laughs> We're there. Uh, make sure when you get there, you follow, comment, rate, subscribe, sh- you know, show love. Like I said, the the hotline is out there. I want to hear from you uh, where I should go eat, 
what beer I should try and and what music I should listen to. Savage Life Beer Company. <laughs> yes, that's already on the docket. That's 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 already in the calendar. You already know that that's what it is. Um, my peoples, as always, this is Bruce Beats and Eats. I'm O'Head Ed. Talenti. Peace. <laughs>